Welcome to the Perfectly Sane Show, episode 668, where maybe we are ready to talk about stuff this week. I am Chris, as always, joined by Tony. I, I thought I'd prepare an intro this week equal in excitement to the Xbox announcement last week. So here I go. Hi. <laughs> that it about hits the level of, uh, uh, you know, relevance that that... that... That thing that could have been an email was. <laughs> we, we will talk about that shortly. Earl is here as well. And um, yeah, I just want to say that I've come across um, some problems recently. So this introduction is now worth $354 million. I, I have some things I need to pay off. So, you know, just putting it out there. You have, uh, you have some sneakers that you want to uh, sell us to. <laughs> that that apparently are desired by all black people because that's I mean, what that's how, how have you all seen this? I saw this just earlier. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. he he unveiled them here in Philly. Um, yeah, great reception. Yeah, <laughs> and yes, uh, I, I I do I do have me some Fox News where it's like because I mean the sneaker one. Racist. Yes. Offensive. Yes. It was the one I don't know if you folks remember where it was like when his mugshot came out. They're like, oh, this is gonna um uh, this is gonna like make blacks want to vote for him because they see this mugshot and like they know like oh <laughs> he, like, I'm like, oh god, that is this is extremely racist, but I mean who doesn't like a good pair of sneakers? Keyword being good pair of sneakers. Good, good. Anybody likes good sneakers, but God. You can't do anything with those things. It, I will say it's insane to me that um, the, 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 the man of the people, the president of the people, somehow is, not somehow, <laughs> associated with gold, gaudy gold, and $400 sneakers. And it's like, yes, he's a man of the people. He's selling these roofs, $400 sneakers, because why? Yeah, I have no idea how he has been able to sell himself to these people that are living at the pottery poverty line. <laughs> I can be like, yes, he is. He speaks for me. He cares about me. He doesn't care about you at all, man. <laughs> uh, Jeff is here as well. I also have my finger on the pulse of black culture. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, Jeff's just not going to expand on that. <laughs> I don't think I, I honestly think it's for the best. Yes, that, that is. Oh. Me, 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 my black friends are pre ordering those $40 shoes. Which apparently also won't even, you won't even get into like the summer. You probably won't get them ever. Ever. You probably <laughs> won't, but. Uh, we had some money problems. <laughs> uh, couldn't afford to manufacture them. Um, yeah, it, we we took last week off uh, because honestly, <laughs> nothing had happened. We were all kind of wondering what that Xbox business update was going to be, and as Tony alluded to, kind of nothing. Um. I guess to recap, uh, the internet melted down because 
some games might have been coming to other systems. Uh, turns out it wasn't any of the games that these people were thinking of. Xbox is not exiting hardware. Um, and they're releasing a, uh, four games on Nintendo and Sony. And they are, outside of Hi-Fi Rush, all over... Well, I guess Hi-Fi Rush even now. Over a year old, so... And they're kind of like the things you would expect them to... I don't know if it makes any sense. I, I mean, yes and no, because I will honestly say I had no idea what... Uh, Pentiment? Pen, pen, Pentiment, was. yeah. I had no idea what it was until it was announced that it's going out to system. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's been out for almost two years. I'm like, okay. Yep. It's, which, honestly, I think that is a reason why they're pushing it, right? Because, like, nobody fucking played this thing. Like, there were, there were people. I remember hearing a little bit about it. It's an Obsidian game, I believe. Um, so, But it's like a 25-hour a, a visual novel RPG type thing. That uh, most people didn't play. So, um, Hi-Fi Rush seemed to do pretty well last year, but it probably will do, you know, extra now on on PlayStation. It is skipping Switch for now, it seems. Um, and then what? Grounded and Sea of Thieves were the other two. Grounded coming to Twice. Uh, Switch. And uh, Sea of Thieves going to PlayStation um, in March and April. Um, Pentiment on both, uh, and that's out now. So that's it. That was that was really it. And then they said, "Hey, we're gonna keep releasing hardware. It's gonna be you know we got some exciting news for hardware for the holiday this year. Ooh, that sounds exciting." And. Uh, <laughs> And oh, we're we're gonna make the biggest leap ever, generational leap for technology, uh, with our next system. Whatever, so, bro. Right. Oh, we're still we're gonna make systems like okay. I I didn't assume that you weren't, other than people on the internet going fucking, you know, making exactly. shit up. Um. So yeah, that was that was it. That was the the Xbox thing. Yeehaw. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that, was, that was what it was last week. That was it. Like, it was that. Uh, and uh, Jeff played, you know, a game from a decade ago. Earl might have played something, and I, I, I played something. We, don't, we didn't need to talk about it last week, so we took off. <laughs> this week, though, everything has come out. <laughs> um, Nintendo had a, a part in Direct where we did find out about Grounded and, and Pentiment coming to, to Switch along with five Rare games uh, as part yeah. of NSO. Yes. The, uh, what is it, the Rare Quintet, I think is what they labeled it. Sure. Yeah, Killer Instinct, Battletoads in something. Some Battletoads yeah. game. Battletoads and Battlemania. Um, Blast Corpse? Yep. yep, which is available in Rare Replay. I, I think most of them are available in Rare Replay. Except for that Battletoads game. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that, that's the only one. Uh, there's There was already like three Battletoads games in Rare Replay, though. So. Just not 
the specific what the NES one is it or something or what? Yeah, it's the the Super Nintendo. Uh, there there were multiple I guess Battletoads games that came out like there was battle I guess Battletoads versus Double Dragon isn't on there and then whatever this one is Battletoads and Battleverse or I don't know okay, so, what it's called so yeah uh, so the, the, the NES one was on the NES one was, yes. I thought so and then the arcade game and there was there was another one I think um yeah, yeah. so. I actually thought maybe they were releasing Rare Replay when they showed the Rare logo and then started showing uh, what's what's the Snake game that's coming. Oh, uh, Snake! Something Snake Rider and Roller. Something yes, like that. yeah. When they showed that, I was like, oh, maybe they're bringing Rare Replay, and that's just like a support. But nope, it's just these five ten SO. Uh, also, in that partner direct, for me, the big one was uh, Epic Mickey getting a remake yes remake yeah i guess remaster i think rebrushed right (laughs) it's it's a uh it's an embracer game so they always have the weirdest remake type names um because they're they're the ones that did uh uh, kingdom of amalur re something Re-reckoning? Re-reckoning. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, yeah. So, uh, there was there was some other stuff in there I am drawing a blank on. I, I was this. happy to hear about the Epic Mickey uh, because the only one you could play like on modern consoles right now is, is the sequel, which is not good. Uh, at least I didn't think so compared to the first. The first was a really good game. Yeah, I don't think this is bad, but it's not as good. It's just like over so quick. Hmm? The first is a game. I don't. I got so so bored of it. I did not finish. Oh really? I like um, that. If you're like in the Disney World, I think that was what was neat about it because it was a lot of like you're going into like Disney rides and stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. That one seems to be getting a good amount of buzz. There was some other stuff there, and some some uh, Penny's Big Adventure. Or is that is that what that one's called? Yeah, Penny and Yo-Yo, or is that what you're talking about? Penny's Big Adventure, the game for the Sonic Mania people. It ha- she has a Yo-Yo, I think, and it's and it's yeah. out. Yeah, it's it's out. Out. it looks pretty day. cool. It looked cool to me. Like I don't know, I, I yeah, like I... that developer too. Um. Yeah, there, there was a you know good good amount of stuff that they they talked about. There seemed to be something for. I mean, it's, it sounds so so cliche, but there was like literally something for everybody in that uh, that partner showcase. So yeah, um, I think it was a good one for. Like, it was good and like oh, there's games, but it was also like nothing was like oh my gosh, it's like I I've never played them. They are cute, but like. And this ocean getting a sequel was more like, oh, they still make and this ocean games, and not like, oh my gosh, the new and this ocean. Um, I think for me, like you know, one of the big ones is like the new Super Monkey Ball. Um, and I think it's the first time we've had a um, new uh, new Super Monkey Ball in, they, I think they said ten or twelve years. 
Like we've had re. We uh, get that. We got that collection. Yeah, like we've Not had of right? remakes, but like actual like a brand new game, um, was that's the first one, um, that's in June, um, I thought I thought it was interesting. Um, I would wait. Um, the Star Wars Battlefront collection. Yeah, uh, with with online play. But that's all. That's also on everything. Um, which I, and I think some new characters and I think one or two new maps they said they're adding. Yes. That game. Um, I don't think any of us are not, not South Park fans. I was going to say um, Shin, Megami, Shin Megami Tensai fans. Because that had an interesting reaction because some people were mad that it seems like this should have been the version they got like two years ago. Because um, it's actually like the complete version. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like, it's like, it's like, it was fine. There was a lot of good announcements but it was like nothing mind-blowing i i got excited for a moment there with that south park game it looked like they were doing another rpg but yeah I this, thought so too. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just because cartman was in his wizard outfit that he wears in those rpg games but then it looked like it was a four-player action game i was like this is less interesting i mean if it's on game pass i would do it with friends yes <laughs> Oh, and then the, I guess the other one, the other major announcement, at least for me, uh, a World of Goose sequel. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is something for everybody. Um, and if there wasn't something there, then uh, Jeff got his Elden Ring DLC trailer. Ooh. Um, I think at the yeah. same time. Yeah, I was to say, like, we're saying all of this happened this week. Oh, it just happened on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, just like everything just like dumped out there all at once. Because that's also, we'll get to in a second, is also when we got the Borderlands trophy. Yep. At all, the Microsoft and yeah. And maybe the Kingmakers trailer, too, which we'll, we'll get to in a moment as well. <laughs> but, uh, Jeff, Elden Ring DLC. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, like, it looked like Elden Ring. Like, that stuff always looks fascinating to me. And then I remember I don't like playing this game. So. Yeah, it got me. It got me pretty excited though. Like, uh, you know, people have been waiting for this, and here we are. And it's, you know, it's supposedly like their biggest DLC ever. It looks like it's. Uh, it'll be like another map that you connect to, like you like transport to or whatever, and uh, you know, so you get a whole new map. I think they said eight bosses. Uh, I, I expect it to be pretty significant like it, it, i'm expecting to sink probably 30 hours into the dlc probably you know uh for what 40 bucks yeah um any new worry. classes or anything or is it uh new weapons and stuff weapons. yeah for sure so you will be able to do new builds um because like their games have classes but they're just like starting points and you can just kind of could do all sorts of crazy stuff with you know you don't have to fit into one thing or whatever you know what i mean right it's just kind um, of like the the classes are more like the starting points for like hey do you want to like start out being a magic user yeah, yeah and then you can build up to like be like a spell sword or something but yeah and uh so yeah I, i'm sure there'll be lots more cool builds and stuff that you could do I, I, I the one thing i do worry about is i'm making it too hard cuz like 
if you played their DLC on like Dark Souls three, I thought that was like not super fun. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to do that here. I think this is just going to be an awesome expansion to Elden Ring, uh, and I'm pretty fuck like I'm like finally have something I'm looking forward to this year. So that's cool. Um. And they said the map is the size of something with an L. I don't I don't know it. I can't remember what it was. Biernia. Yeah. Is that a big area in the game or I think that's like the early area you'd be in. It's it's a section of the map. It, I would you know, I don't know. It's not small, but uh you know, and and how much can you cram in there? You know, like how many actual levels are inside of that? You know, right? Because like you, like when when I played it and you were showing me, like there's like you know there's like caverns and those are kind of like mini levels, and then you have yeah. actual levels to go through to get the bosses. Yeah, like you were right at the first actual level, like you know it's like a castle. It's like a yeah. and it's like a traditional from software level that's just like plopped into this open world and that has you know shortcuts and and, you know cool things to find and you know boss light and all that and you have to figure you know fight and figure out your way through it so i'm hoping you know they said eight bosses if there's eight levels you know i don't care how big of the the map itself is that's that's pretty cool that's pretty significant uh add-on you know Yep, that is end of June, I believe. Yeah. So good. I'm glad glad you have you your 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 year saved. You have something I'm, to look forward to. I'm, like as soon as my wife got home, she was just on a business trip. She just got home night. I was like, look at this. What do you think this is? Like I didn't I just started playing the trailer for her. She's just like, I just got home. Yeah. <laughs> How are you yeah. doing? I'm like a just fucking- my- Guess my summer's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> um, another trailer. There were there were a lot. That's uh, going to be kind of a, th- a theme this week. But uh, another trailer that dropped was this thing called Kingmakers that Tony Tony sprung on us. And that Without trailer comment. <laughs> no, you were just like, this looks cool. And, and you're like, like, oh look, it's a Tony game. That's yeah. exactly like you're like, oh, it's another strategy game where you plop stuff in there. And that's exactly how the trailer starts off. And then a dude whips out a gun and starts like shooting people <laughs> in the yeah. middle of this like medieval battlefield. Well, I think it was like he, it, it, like that that does happen. I think it was like, oh, they're like you're building towns and like it looks like you're moving armies. It kind of looks like Total War. And then a fucking pickup truck just drives onto the back. Oh my god. Uh, great trailer, excellent trailer. I don't know <laughs> how much I want to play it, but uh, that that was phenomenal. Uh, like, I, what a I twist! No, no concept of how good that game will be. I don't know anything about the developer, but I'm interested. <laughs> so it does look like you're down on. I mean, we don't know a whole lot. We just know what we saw in like the 90 second trailer. But it does look like you're down on the the battlefield with like some machine guns and shotguns yeah. and uh, trucks, I guess. There's <laughs> a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, the fucking, uh, yeah. Chopper flies over overhead at the end. Like that. It looked nuts. Um, yeah. I, I want to keep an eye on that one. I wonder how much like the strategy portion plays into it. 
or if that was just kind of there to throw you off with the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. If there's actual strategy in the game, it would be cool if there was. And then you, like, hop in and out of the... You can kind of, like, position your future guy on the battlefield and, like, to strategically take out areas. Um, Yeah, that one looks fun. Also, look kind of fun is the Borderlands movie trailer. Yeah, I'm also with you in the questioning, like, did it? But, like, it doesn't look awful. It does look like Borderlands, which can go either way. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it was serviceable. It looks like it will be a fun enough late summer movie, which I believe is exactly when it's releasing, yes. like, August. So It's, like, like the first... Yeah, it's, it's honestly... And I know that a lot of people made the comparison, which is fair, but it, it comes out right in that like Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy window, that early February, uh, early August shot, which is kind of, usually was the death shot, but like, people have made it work, so. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where the Meg, both the Meg movies released, and they did decent enough. Um, and I'm expecting about that level of quality here. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't get. I didn't really see like border. Like, it looks like the world of Borderlands. The humor definitely feels Borderlands. Borderlands. Um, but I wasn't really sure about the, you know, the action in it. But I guess like it'd be hard to translate that anyway. So you're gonna have to kind of stylize and. Just do your own thing with it. I could have done without the poop joke from yeah. That, that was a little bit too much. Um, yeah, that that seems fun. That that was it. That was there was a lot that uh that dropped this week. Um, for us to kind of take a look at, and none of it's out yet, but um, gave it gave us a feel on that um i guess the other piece of news that i i caught right before we you know not right before we started recording but a little little couple hours before uh espn has revealed that uh that new ncaa football game uh they they've released the compensation terms for the college players that want to be featured in the game Six hundred dollars and a copy of the game. Oh, <laughs> wow! I'm happy that they broke the bank on that. Um, I guess that was the thing that you had to pay them. It's like, yeah, lot, right. And there's evidently eleven thousand players that uh, could possibly be featured in the game. So, did like quick math. It's like six and a half million dollars that they're they're putting towards paying the players and I'm and they have to license each of the schools. I think they have like 130 schools as well. I'm sure the licensing for this is insane. They're going to make a shit ton of money on it too, but um and honestly, like $600 for some lineman from I don't know, some uh division 1A school that nobody has heard of before. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Like get 600 bucks and a free video game. Yeah, I get to play the game, and I'm in the game. Fuck yeah, dude! Yep. 
and if you stick around, like if you're, you know, you're going to play next year or the year after, uh, you will get paid for, this is how I interpret it, maybe I'm wrong on that, but you will get paid for last year's as well, plus you'll get paid for the new game. So looks like if you are in it multi-years, you will get compensation oh, that's nice. multi-year as well um, on top of that. So maybe by the end you're making $2,400 for the year as opposed to just the 600 But Plus you get the free copy of the game. So <laughs> Do you get a system to pay to copy on? No, no. I mean, you could use the money that will pay for a system. <laughs> Maybe not after taxes, but uh, I don't know. That game's going to be like Madden this year, uh, because that's how those NCAA games have always been. They're they're the previous year's Madden, and Madden and NCAA used to be fun. Which is funny because I've been playing Madden, and yeah. This Madden is exactly like the Madden from last year. So yeah. maybe Mad maybe NCAA will be the same forever, just like Madden. Maybe. It's ooh, yeah, Madden is really just this year it's twenty-four, right? That that's the one that yeah. we're playing. Just hit yeah. Game Pass. None of us bought it this year. Uh and, and Tony and I are both playing it. <laughs> wow, it is it really is just a <laughs> It's it's identical. I can't think of a single thing about it that's different. Maybe the rosters? <laughs> that's like, the only thing they updated? Like, the playbooks are the same. All the special stuff they added to the game is the same. I just... The scouting is the same. The animations all look identical. I just can't tell the difference. The one thing I did notice, and maybe it's because like I think I flipped it to arcade instead of simulation, but like... They, the defense now does these like weird, they, where they pick a guy up and slam him down more often. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just looks stupid. It looks like yeah, you, doing you, you could also do like the uh, you could whack people who are in the pile. I don't think you could do that before. Yeah, I haven't been able to accomplish. There is an achievement for that, but I haven't been able to to do that one. But yeah, the pile like kind of holds there, and you can hit stick them and try and dislodge the ball. Um. But that's it. Like otherwise, it's it's still the same buggy game it was a year ago. Yeah, and it's still buggy after all this time. Like I figured, like if if we waited until this long to play it, like they'd have fixed most of the bugs, right? But no, you could still like hit the wrong buttons and have your player freeze while rushing the passer, and like the uh, anime, like sometimes like as it transitions from like scene to scene, like they look all choppy and weird. Like they don't yeah. they don't fit together. Sometimes the ball does weird stuff. It just doesn't. I don't know. It's so weird to me that they also like ripped out because about five or six years ago they had a good run where they were doing these like almost telltale style like storylines and um and then it got it got less and less on that. But you still had like kind of like you know, a decent enough be a player mode and all that stuff seems to be like so slim down now. Yeah. There's like no storylines at all. It's just like, you've created a player. Good for you. Well done. Um, but it's, if you have game pass, I guess it's free now. So are you running into the, I'm, I'm running this weird issue where every time I load it up, it's saying I'm playing the trial. Yes. Every single time I'm assuming that will happen until the trial runs out. 
I don't know. I have I have played. I am. I'm eleven games into a season now. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it just never. Uh, if you're eleven games in, I mean, I think it's over the are... ten ten hour. Yeah. What? <laughs> Seems like a broken. Everything's broken about that game. Um, Seth Madden. Uh, if real quick, I, I watched the first three episodes of Halo Season Two. Sorry. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, yes, go on. Um, well, I one. I, I don't. I don't know if if you did not enjoy Halo Season One. I don't. Don't think you're coming back for Season Two. Um. The action in this is better. They've they've done some good things. Uh, they've also done some highly questionable things again, though. Like uh, they took Cortana out of Master Chief, and so we're now three episodes in. The fourth episode just came out today, so I don't know if she's back now. But three episodes in, there's no Cortana in in the the, the show yet. So, um, and it took a while for them to put Cortana into him in the first season. Um, so it seems weird that like one of the major factors of Halo, which is Chief and Cortana, just doesn't exist in this this version of it. To be fair, that's also what they said about the games with uh, what's her name, the new AI. Oh, the the weapon. Yes, right. The Cortana was Cortana too. Yes, but I guess he. But yes, it is a it's a chief component it's... intended of the game, and it, I mean that TV show is just so weird. And like, yeah, the... um, I think it's it's probably fine if you didn't call it Halo. <laughs> like, it would just be like a a neat sci-fi, like sci-fi channel. Not, I mean, it's also sci-fi, but like a sci-fi channel quality, you know, futuristic aliens versus humans type thing. Uh, but when you call it Halo, and and you have a main character that is the Master Chief, um, it just seems a little weird. I don't hate it, but uh, I don't don't recommend it to people that are looking for Halo on TV either. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I started Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. That's the new Don't Nod game. And by started, I played like 14 hours of it. So uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk last week. Uh, that is a game where you... It, it plays a little bit like God of War. Um, like new God of War. And you are... You, you play as these two people that are banishers. They're basically exorcists. And they've gone to New England uh, in the 1600s. Like right when like the pilgrims have settled New England and they are there to kind of like get rid of this curse. And so like, you go around doing um you're investigating, you know, what's going on in the in the area. And um you end up like having to like go and do these like neat little storylines where you're investigating uh the the hauntings that are happening in the area and 
I think it's pretty cool. The writing's pretty good. Uh, gameplay's okay. Like the the combat's fine. Um, your your uh, partner in it. Uh, she's this lady Antea. She dies early on, so she's actually a ghost. So she fights from the ghost realm, and then uh, the guy Red he fights from the like the the human realm, and you can bounce back and forth between them with the press of the button. And so that that kind of like adds like a neat layer. You can do some cool combos and stuff that way. Um, but the like the reason that you would play this, I think, is for the story, which I think is actually pretty good. Uh, it looks decent enough. It's not not the best looking game, but it looks looks good. And all the voice acting, I think, has been pretty top notch. So, um, I would probably wait for most people, like. So that game like hits like half price, but I'm having a good time with it. I'm about you know, about halfway through, I think. About you know, you kind of so. kind of backing up what uh, I saw of the Mortismal Gaming review of that, where it was like he like was really into like the setting and the the story yeah. and all that, but like he's like, yeah, the combat never really clicks, and like just looking at the combat, I was just like, ah. Because like, you had me for a minute because you're like, there's a new action RPG coming out. I was like, okay, I'm in. I like this. And uh, it, it's, I mean, the combat's fine. It's just like you end up, you fight a lot of the same ghosts. Um, like there, there's not big enemy variety. So you're going to learn how to take out each of the different types that there are. There's only like a handful of them. So you're, you're not going to be like changing up your strategies at all. Um, the I think the best fights in the game are these like boss battles that you have, and they're different. Um, like you fight this big thing that has a it's called the Beast, and I mean if you play Monster Hunter games, like it's it looks like a, a rhino type thing that charges at you, um, and you have to hit its weak spots um, to to kind of hurt it and and cripple it, and. Uh, so that one, that one was more interesting than the normal battles. And then I just fought, I guess, the second big boss recently. And you're fighting shadow versions of yourself, which that's something that happens in a lot of games. Um, but you have to... So, like, when, when you're fighting as red, you have to fight red shadow with red. And when you fight as you fight Antia's shadow, you have to fight as Antia. So you kind of lose your ability to bounce back and forth in that one. Um, but the rest of the battles are all like, Oh, you're going to fight these wolves that, you know, they take a couple hits, you roll out of the way, you knock the ghost out of them, then you can banish the ghost. Um, so that, that combat stuff never gets like super intriguing. Um, and there's, there's a good amount of combat. It's like, <laughs> You really just want to kind of move on to get to the next like cool like area to explore and, and story bit to to see uh, what's going on. Uh, and one one complaint I have about like the story stuff is like you're kind of invest you're basically ghost hunters. You're investigating what's happening with these people, but it all ends up just being go to this area, find all the things to click on. And then at the end, like, okay, you've, you've done it. And your, your characters, then they'll make a decision. Like they'll come up with, they'll, they'll put all the, the, all the context clues together and be like, all right, here's what happened. And then 
you'll get a choice of, you know, what do you want to do to the ghost? Do you want to banish it to hell? Do you want to ascend it to wherever? Uh, or do you want to kill the the human person that it was haunting because they're the bad person here? So it's always the same three choices. You never have like a, do I have all the information? Am I making the right decision here? You you know the whole story. It's a shame because there's games like, you know, the Sherlock Holmes games that are third adventure games, but sometimes you don't have all the information. You can fuck up those, like when you're doing those, those, uh, mysteries like you can you can accidentally send somebody to jail or condemn them uh with because you don't have the information or um even further back with la noir (laughs) always bring back up here like where you're like interrogating and like you're making the decision on is this person actually guilty based on what they told me um this game not giving you that. It's really just like, all right, here's all the information. Here's here's what happened. How do you want to how do you want to judge these people? Um, I think it'll be cooler if you could actually put the information together yourself. But anyway, I think it's kind of cool. Um, Earl, tell us about Balatro. There we go. I also was trying to avoid pronouncing it. Um, <laughs> but yes, Petro, uh, I assume you folks have heard, because uh, it's the talk of the town. Uh, honestly, no idea what it was. Everybody just kept up talking about how amazing and addicting it was. So I'm like, 15 bucks, I wasn't paying anything. Let me check this out. So what it is, is a poker roguelike. So you... I mean, it's a game where you create poker hands and you have to just defeat a parkour for the stage. So like right now I'm on a run where it's like, oh, you just have to get 400. And, you know, the points are based off of like flush, straight, straight, flush, pairs, two pairs, three of a kind, four of a kind, four health. The typical poker hands. Very simple, very basic. Everybody, well, I don't know if everybody, but you kind of know what a poker hand is. Yeah. Except where Jeff. The, Jeff doesn't know. <laughs> where the evolution <laughs> and the game comes in is there are a bunch of different modifiers you can get in the game. Um, so there are jokers. And the jokers are, well, one form of modifiers. I can just flip my menu real quick. So in the game, the jokers could be like, okay, for every 10 or 4 that you play in this hand, you'll get an additional multiplier and some addition. You get a multiplier, which is how much your score is multiplied for by at the end. And you also get, uh, I think they call it chips which is what is just the base values of, it's basically the face card. So if you pay four tens, each 10 is worth 10 points, that would be 40 points. And then you can add additional chips to it. And then a multiplier for like a, a, a full house is like times three. Like by default, I think it's 20 by four. So it would be 80 just for having a full house. But then you have like, if it's, you know, so if it's tens over twos, you get 40 points for, you get 30 points for those tens and then, you know, four points for the twos, and then you add that to the multiplier. Um, so that's one way you, that's one way that you modify. And these, again, are random. You get, you pry them in between uh, hands and stuff like that. You can also get um, vouchers, which are stuff that like, oh, okay, you know, like all your face cards now count as um, number cards. Or, um, you know, like if you make a combo with these cards, you'll get additional gold at the end. 
Then you have turret cards, which again can modify your cards. So your cards can become higher graphic, they can become fall. Certain ones, like you can get like damage cards, which uh, count as an additional 10 no matter what. You can have uh, gold uh, cards, which is if you don't use them in a hand, if they still, if they remain just in your hand, um, they give you an additional three for every hand you play without using them. Uh, you can, uh, the, there's uh, coins. If, uh, if you can put a chip on it, if you play that, then you get like five golds for it. And the gold, again, is what you use in between rounds to buy the jokers and stuff. Then you can add cards. So you can go and you can make, okay, I'm just going to add a bunch of aces. So it's a better chance of me gaining aces in this. Or maybe you don't want aces. Or maybe you want to be like, I had one recently where it's like, oh, I can convert three of my cards to spades, which means I have like three S diamonds, but I have three more spades for a better chance of getting a flush. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of different ones of those varieties that you kind of work in. And that's kind of where the thing comes into. Uh, because, um, let me see, what am I looking at? Oh, I'm in a game. So like I was saying with the, um, all right, did I mention them? There are, what are these called? Planet cards. And those like Venus and stuff like that, that allows you to upgrade specific hands. So, you know, I, I think the highest card, the highest hand you can get in poker is a royal flush. Um, and, no, yeah. And, it, it's the highest one, but you can also get modifiers where it's like, oh, like every time you use this card, like your pairs go up. So like at some point it might be like, oh, I just want to get two pairs because my two pairs are now giving me by default, uh, you know, like a hundred times ten. So like I'm getting a thousand points just for having it, and that's not you know accounting for the cards and stuff like that. And you get those as well, and that will like so like Uranus is. You have up to two pairs, get one more pair, just 20 chips. Um, Wait, what are you doing to Uranus? <laughs> You're leveling wow. it up. Oh. Earth gives you Earth gives you plus two multiplier and 25 chips for a full house. Uh, Jupiter gives you, um, you know, it opens up your flush. Plus two multiplier, plus 20 chips. So you can kind of see with between the jokers, the ability to add and remove cards from your deck, the pennant cards just update. It's uh, it's like the the type of scoring you get per hand and stuff then stuff like that. There's a lot of variety and stuff like that. It's very simple. And then like you have um each each ante. So I I, I think there's like eight antes in it, and that's run. Each ante has a small blind, a big blind, and then a boss battle. And you're not really playing against anybody, but it's like that's how they word it. So like uh, you know small blinds, whatever. It's the you know. Like at the by default, I think it's like three hundred points you have to score. Then uh, the big giant six hundred points. Then the boss battle is like it gives you a random modifier. So it could be like the one I just had. All spades were debuffed. So like no matter like if I played a, a, a hand with spades, I would get points for everything but the spades. So like at that point, it's probably good to get rid of spades in your hand. But you can only kind of get rid of cards. I think three depending on the, the run, you have different types of deck. So you can only get rid of cards, I think, by default three times for the entire hand. Like the you know, small bound you get three discards, big bound you get three discards, boss bound you get three discards, whatever. So like sometimes it's like you're trying to work on something, but it's like it's not working and then you're just stuck with cards. Um but like yeah, getting rid of the spades if you need to, or like, keep them because maybe you have a debuff that debuffs that. Uh so it's a bunch of different varieties and I find it's such a, on paper it's such a simple concept. It's not like high end 
I'm like, I find it very addicting. Like I started it one night and I looked at my, uh, I looked up and it was like two and a half hours late. I'm like, I don't know where that time went. I mean, we've been here for almost an hour and I've been playing, um, not getting the best of luck tonight with my hand. I will tell you that much. I think I'm about to use this one, but it's, it's a really fun game. It's out. I got it on switch, but I, but, but I believe it's out on everything. I think Steam has like a ten percent sale for um, launch week, so if you have it there, I think it's like thirteen fifty or something like that. But yeah, I I highly recommend checking it out. What what makes it a roguelike? I think because, again, it's the, the it's a roguelike, I guess, in the sense that like you're you you're randomized, like you get a standard deck of fifty two, but you're it, it's randomized with jokers you can end up getting in between hands. It's randomized what planets you might end up getting, what cards you may get. So it's a roguelike in that sense. It's not like there's no actual, for lack of a better word, like combat. There's no like. Right, you're playing cards. Like you're, yes. you're just playing poker. Yes. Um, hmm. That's the job they classified it as. But yeah, that's like I'm just like trying to think like what. I mean, I guess you know it's uh, every time you play a game, you're playing the game. Yeah, I think that, I think I, I think what they're going with is like you're just saying like it's just like every time you go in, it's just gonna be randomized. So you're not you can't go and make okay, I have this strategy. I'm gonna get this joke, and it's gonna be like you know like. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not. It, it's not like there's like no. It's not like oh, you get better like. Because you don't get, right. I'm not going to say you don't get better at poker, but I mean, it's not like, oh man, okay, I, re- I saw how I messed up this time. Next time I'm going to go and I'm going to really go for that flush right away. Like, there are there are ways where it's like, oh, you know what, I, like, you, there are things where you have to start learning how to like lose in poker in certain ways. Uh, because again, like your brain probably is wise to play it in a certain way where, again, because you can add cards. So it's a possibility for you to get a five over time. Which is not typically, uh, you know, something you can get in poker without cheating. Um, you could have a hand that's all spades, so you're always going to be running the flush, um, stuff like that. Sounds neat. Um, I've heard of this game. I heard it's very, very good. I should probably check it out. Yeah, I feel like this is a Jeff game, like how we have Tony games. I feel like this would be. New <laughs> I, mean, I love, you know, I love poker. Um, this and it sounds like a game that'll be like smart to pick up on on the Switch. Yeah, like something really good to kind of play on the go. Is there like a time limit on your plays, or can like you can no, just you can just I, you can, yeah be a perfect game to just like oh I'm kind of like watching this thing. All right, yep, nothing's going on now. I'm gonna like make another move and yeah, play another card or something. That's neat. Uh, all right, well. Uh, going from something that sounds cool uh, to something that sounds like uh, they should have left it uh, 10 years ago. Um, uh, Tony, you played some Skull and Bones. Uh, I did. I So, going back to probably even more than 10 years ago, when was Assassin's Creed 4? That's a good question. <laughs> was it like 2012? Was it like 12? I, I don't know. Anyway, so as we all know, Skull and Bones was based on a certain part of Assassin's Creed 4 where you were playing as a pirate and you'd have your own ship 
and you could go around and attacking other ships. And they decided to make an entire giant game out of it. The problem is when they made this decision, they took all the things that made that interesting and fun and removed those from the game. So, like, you're stuck, you have this, well, starting off in Skull and Bones, uh, they put you in charge of a ship to start off, and you're, like, fighting the entire English fleet, and your ship gets sunk, and you're stuck on this island, and you have to figure out how to get to, from their island to the pirate paradise, or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, like the, 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 the island or the city that has all the yeah, pirates, right? where all the pirates are. Yeah. So you have this, like, it's basically a rowboat, and you have, like, two people with you. And you're, like, trying to gather materials so that you can figure out how to get to this place. So you're trying to, like, ha- do quests for this person who will tell you where it is. Uh, spoiler, she doesn't tell you where it is. He just laughs at you. Um, and then you have to find out where it is on your own. But, uh... So you have this tiny little rowboat. Um, the enemies to start off are like sharks. You like sail through the water and the shark will sense your boat and attack you. And you fight the sharks by like throwing uh, a spear at them, like a fishing spear until they're dead. Um, eventually you'll get to a point where you can make it to this pirate port and you can then start gathering material so you can build your own ship. And that's basically the entire game loop is gathering materials so that you can get this next thing. Um, There are some really odd things about the material gathering. Uh, For instance, the entirety of the gameplay is on ship. There are some sequences where you can take your like little pirate and walk around like a town and talk to people, but there's no like actions that happen. It's just talking to people. Um, so like if you move your ship towards the shore, you can like gather trees so that you can get wood to build your ship. Uh, but it has this like weird button pressing mini game to gather wood. It doesn't show your your crew like stepping onto the shore and chopping the trees down. All you see is like this little like axe emoji uh, in this little tiny weird mini mini game thing. It's just it's so funky. So are you doing this in like third person? Like like do are you walking around the world to get your materials or you are not walking around. No, you're sailing your ship close to the shore and then it unlocks this button pressing minigame. Oh. <laughs> That's um, a choice. Yes. It's a, it's a very odd choice. Um, in that particular area, there are, there are, I think it's crocodiles. If you go too close to the crocodiles, the mm. crocodiles attack you. So you have that same spear fishing thing. Got it. <clears throat> when you've gathered enough materials, you can build your own ship. Uh, you also need to gather like metal so you can get cannons on your ship. So eventually you'll get a ship. Um, and I think one of the oddest choices, they give you this ship. You have a crew. You don't manage your crew, which is really weird to me, uh, because there are Assassin's Creed games, like, I remember in Odyssey it was a big thing, where you would manage the people in your crew on your ship. Here, it's just like the the entire crew is a skin. You can get new crew skins, but it doesn't change anything. Uh, So it's just weird to be like, you can't have expert gunners, and you can't have, like, I don't know, somebody who's really good at boarding other ships. 
that sort of thing. It just makes no sense to me. You could change the kind of like cannon and stuff as you go along, like you get cannons that are longer ranged or shorter ranged, but better, you know, better for boarding or whatever. But you can't like manage the people on your ship. It's just odd to me. But do they, eventually, do they die if like you do? Like, can you lose crew members and you have to? You can't. There, there are no. There's no crew member. It's so it's like, just you are a it, boat. If if you you are a boat. <laughs> that is a phrase. I don't think you I are a boat. <laughs> you are a boat. Yes, that is exactly. Beat a boat. Coming this year. Um. So eventually, you will get your boat. You get missions. You can go out and find other ships to attack, and you could get in little cannon battles that are actually pretty boring they're not interesting at all um with these ships <laughs> um and then as you reduce them in health you can get close and you could board them now i know you guys probably if you've played assassin's creed 4 you remember like boarding the other ships because it was super exciting like yeah, you swing across you on would the, swing the across and, and start fighting the crew on the deck of the other ship it was really cool here as soon as you get into boarding range and your ship throws out the little boarding hook things and you like get attached. Your ship will slowly move close and then it'll start to show what you think is a cutscene, and then the entire screen will go black. And it'll tell you what loot you earned. They took wow. the most exciting part of Assassin's Creed 4 and completely removed it for the from the game. Because because you're a boat. Because you're a boat. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. Also, remind me. Uh, dumb question. How long ago was Assassin's Creed Four? Because I think like, two thousand thirteen. Okay, so ten years of each. Okay. Yes. Like, like, yeah, they don't number them anymore. So, and, and the funny thing to me is when that game came out, it cost sixty dollars. They're asking you to pay seventy dollars. For this portion of one part of that game, which which you can that isn't as good as that, right? <laughs> you, you can play it in Black Flag, which is funny because evidently, uh, Black Flag has increased exponentially in the player count. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, I can see what, like Black Flag was fun, and I know they came out with like the Xbox one version like the, yep. there's an up version of it when and rogue has uh rogue which is like the spin-off of of four also has like all of this like boat stuff in it as well uh it's that's insane that i i can't believe a they released this at all i can't believe it wasn't canceled six years ago and B, they claimed it's a quadruple A title that you should pay seventy dollars for. That is still my favorite quote. <laughs> so I do think that that, that I, I think Ubisoft wanted to cancel it, Tony. Yes. Legally they couldn't because they took money from the Singapore government <laughs> to make it. Um so they had to release it or pay all that money back. Uh, yeah. which might have been a better deal for them. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Well, it makes a whole lot of sense why uh, Microsoft was like, hey, maybe we'll release our pirate game on 
on other platforms because maybe people might want to play a pirate game where you're actually a person on a boat. Yeah. And and you can you can I mean you're not managing your crew, but like your friends are your crew and like they're manning the guns or you know you're swinging off the boat to go board other people and take their shit. Yeah, uh, actually, that seems like a brilliant move by... There was was actually another company, uh, Calypso, uh, had this pirate game that was exclusive to uh, the Epic Epic Game Store. Mm -hmm. They released it on Steam last week. (laughs) Just uh, cut out Ubisoft's legs. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's out now, right? You that was from the that, demo. That but... is the demo, but the demo is the beginning of the game. Like it's yeah. like the first eight hours. Um, or so, or you could just go and play. I think I think they have released like you can download the game and play it for eight hours, and then pay full price. But don't do that. I'm, I'm don't, good. Don't don't pay for it at all. I, I like I, I there there was a part of me that thought when this game was coming out like maybe it's one you wait for and you pay it like thirty dollars. Know that this experience is worth playing at all. I really don't. Um, see what, what a shame. You get out of it. Yeah. Uh all right, Jeff. Yo, yo, uh, yo. You uh you you you're playing Tears of the Kingdom. I am. Ever heard before of it? We, before we get that, we have. Uh, before we get to that, though, did you finish Dragon Age Inquisition? No, I, I played it. You played good. a good amount of it. I probably played it for 30 hours at least, if not more. It's I can't really tell because it was doing some weird thing with a quick resume where it was like, every time I like went to play it, it's like, you've played it for 300 hours. I'm like, no, I have not. <laughs> It just kept, it just like you would you like left it on and it just yeah, just, just yeah. It, I think that might be a thing that happens with some Xbox games. Have you guys experienced that? Where it's like the game oh, is yeah. not built for quick resume because it's and it has no idea. It yeah. happens way too much with okay. online games. It happened to me with uh, Starfield. Like okay. it just kept going. Yeah, I think it happened to me 3, with Starfield. Hours of Starfield. Yeah, and that's a, a brand new game. <laughs> um. That's annoying because I would like to know, but I played it well past the point of boredom, and the game has like some cool things going for it. Like I think the combat is neat, like it's okay, you know. But like it just uh, everything else, it feels very average. And like there's a point where you you get like a big story mission that you do, and it's like it feels like it's like the end of the game. I was like, am I at the end of the game already? What the fuck? And after you uh, complete that, and I had trouble with that at first, I was underleveled, and I came back after I leveled up. Uh, it, like the game opens up like way more. Like you can open up way more regions at the like the war table that you could go to. Uh, and so like, yeah, I got to go see like a whole bunch of new different areas, like you know regions, levels, whatever you want to call them. You know, and they, and they look different, but they all are like the same. Go close all these rifts. Go find all the camps. You know, a bunch of like really boring, repetitive missions. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's like I don't want to say that it's like a terrible game, but I, like I just got bored to tears, tears of it. 
That's why I said I'm going to play Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Like, I don't know. Well, how how is returning the Tears of the Kingdom working for you? It's pretty fun. Like it's uh, Tears of the Kingdom is a game that disappointed me. And it's kind of fun to go back and play it now again with, like, I know that, and, like, so there's no expectations, and it's just like, um, can I go in this and accept the fact that it is not what I hoped for entirely, and um, can I still have fun? And the answer is, yeah, I'm, I'm having quite a bit of fun. But, like, there's also, like... Some of the things that annoyed me the first time around annoy me even more now. Uh, for instance, this is a big one for me. Like, I, I don't understand what they're doing with this. And, and I think they kind of did it in, in um, Breath of the Wild also. You have to get different armor sets in, in this game because there's different regions. Like, you know, there'll be a cold region, hot region. You need, like, armor that can withstand... Going into those regions without, like, your health draining, right? Yep. And the way to get this armor is you have to buy it. And the problem with that is that the armor is not cheap. And the game... It's like the only Zelda game that doesn't give you fucking rupees. It never get Like, I'm not exaggerating. The game does not give you fucking rupees. If you cut... You could cut every fucking field of grass in that game, you're not getting a fucking rupee. Like, the only way you could get rupees is by, like, selling shit. And it's just like, okay, I found a fucking opal in a cave, and they'll give me fucking 40 rupees for that. I'm like, dude, I need 1,500 fucking rupees to buy one piece of an armor set so I don't die entering a region. That's a little annoying. So, like, what do you do? You just gotta keep selling He's- shit until you fucking have enough. So you basically just got to go grind and farm resources and stuff to sell so you yeah. get money. Yeah, but I, I've been, like, letting it happen naturally where, like, you know, because you're always going to be picking stuff up. There's shit everywhere. So it's like, all right, after a while, okay. Oh, I found a ruby. That's worth, like, 100. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it is right. so hard like to get and just to get a full armor set of the same thing, it, you probably would never do it because it, like, would take you, like, why would you, you know, you only need two, like, you only need, like, the, you know, the pants and the chest armor to, to survive in a region, why would you buy the helm? Because, like, that's another fucking shitload of money that you don't have. And I just don't understand why they just don't put rupees in the game. Like, they should be everywhere. They should be falling from enemies when you kill them. I should have a fuckload of money like I do in every other, like, every other Zelda game, I have a bunch of money and I don't fucking care because I don't want to buy anything. And in this game, I'm like, I need to buy stuff. <laughs> and you're, you're, they've done the reverse. Like they do not drop rupees. Like I, I don't understand that. You can't drop rupees in this economy. <laughs> I also, I, I I think it takes too much to get the master sword in this one. Like you could technically get it once you have two uh, stamina wheels. But you have to like find this dragon that's flying around in the air, uh, and land on him and, and pull it out of his head. And 
or so, qu- question for you where yeah. does this like this is a direct sequel to breath of the wild yes i don't know sure <laughs> yes okay. yes um so why don't you have like you get the master sword you have to go find it right in breath of the wild but like why is it in a dragon's head <laughs> i don't know i, I don't did you leave sure. it up there like i'm no. sure yeah <laughs> Like there's a weird time jump, not time jump, where you get disappeared at the start of the game. Because like part of the game is you're also like retracing where Zelda went. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, you're right. It's a very weird angle for them to take, and like it's a sequel, but it's not a sequel. It's like yes, it continues onward but like we also don't want it to be like you had to have paid breath of the wild so <laughs> yeah it's very it very strange. much is a sequel but not a sequel yeah got it <laughs> like uh it's like kind of my big criticism map, of the game. But not, not yeah. really like a, a, a narrative sequel but kind of a narrative sequel but got it um but yeah overall like it is a fun game, and the temples are significantly improved o- over Breath of the Wild. And I think that the like they really leaned into the stuff that like, uh, like the you know this the stuff that like streamers and, and stuff like that that people like like you know like the creativity you could do in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. they like really, really lean into it more here. Because it's all about slapping shit together and throwing a fucking rocket on it and a fan on it and seeing what you could do. And that was like in Breath of the Wild, like you could come up with creative solutions to things. But they're like they like seized on that. They like saw that that was like the thing that would get views from people. This is my opinion, I guess, but like and they like really, really leaned into that, and that can often be very, very fun. Like where you're like, and I, I wouldn't assume that for myself. I would think like, ah, I don't like that. But like, it, it, like when you come up with like a crazy solution, where you're just like, I'm just gonna fucking keep finding pieces and build a giant fucking bridge, and that will get me to like where I have to go. And you're like, you don't know if that's how you were supposed to do it, but it's just like it worked. You know what I mean? And I, that's kind of like. Almost like an evolution of uh, the banjo nuts and bolts, where it's like yeah, you yeah. have to build shit to like figure this problem out. But you can, it's not just vehicles; it's like everything. Yeah, and like none of it is like overly like the building is not like like a kid can figure it out. You know what I mean? It's nothing like intense, but you could go really crazy and get really nuts with it, and you know. Uh, yeah, it's a fun game. I think, I, making I, like airplanes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like slap, like well, you find like these things that they're like wings, and you could you could put a little control panel on it and a fan, and you're fucking flying around like you got an airplane. And then there is like sometimes you have to use that shit like to get into the the fire temple. You have to like go up Death Mountain, and there's like a three headed fucking beast on top of the mountain. And you have to like slap together a plane real quick, start flying that plane and shooting at the fucking. And it's neat. It's like <laughs> this is really fucking like epic. Like this is so fucking cool. Uh, but yeah, there's just like a lot of like the 
annoyances that I think I and other people had with Breath of the Wild aren't entirely addressed. Like, I am with the crowd of people at this point where I'm like, I don't understand why the the breaking weapons. Like, it's just why. We, we, so we should I get moved to the next? Um, he's come around <laughs> finally. It only took what five years. Well, that's what's like annoying about not having the master sword yet, because that's the one thing that doesn't really break. And I'm like, I want it, but like, I don't want to. Like, I'm not ready to fight this thing. I have to fight that. I don't know. Basically, like, because there's a like I said, there's a dragon flying around the map, and if you can find him and you land on his head, you get the master sword off of him. But there is a boss you could go fight down below the fucking like you know in the depths that like after you do that you'll get where the dragon is marked on your map at all times so it makes it way easier to find him like it's a massive open world right like so finding the dragon is like impossible to do and so like you need to go do all this other fucking bullshit in order to have him marked on your map where he's flying around and it's like god i just like i hope i just jump off a tower at one point and see this fucking dragon and <laughs> Get my fucking sword. That doesn't break, man. It's like, what's the point of it? Because it's just like you, you break this stupid like level six sword and go to the next level six sword in your inventory. Like it's garbage. Like they should totally re like they should redo when they do another one of these. Like the, go the complete opposite direction where you invest in your weapon and you level it up and like it like you could like. You don't have to use the master sword. You can use something crazy, but you could build it up. Like that's how it should be. Like, I would prefer that than to be. Yeah. Like, oh, you, your sword broke, so now you have to use a spear, or your spear broke, so you have to use a hammer. Like, just like let me invest in one playstyle. It's just um, my. Pre I, I get what they're going for with it, but it's, it's just like well, my well, preference well, for like an RPG is to like invest and, and, and like over time, that pays off. You know what I mean? And, like, not... Oh, we'll pick up a piece of garbage I found last and try to, like, survive. Like, you know. Anyways. What were you going to say, Earl? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I mean, I, I don't... I personally still don't have an issue with it. I will host strong. But I, 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 I am also of the mindset. I think Tony pointed this out as well. Um, but I feel like they did a better job with it in uh, Tears of the Kingdom with the fusion because it's always like something you can kind of add to True. the weapon to True. make it slightly more powerful or prolong it. Like, like Breath of the Wild, it was very much like you have to find new weapons. You have to. Like this yeah. one, it's like, oh, I'm going to throw it on a pot. I'm going to like, make this an exploding boomerang. You'll find something to fuse for some longevity. Yeah, yeah it, Garrett, it forces that creativity on you in those situations, well, which can I, be fun. Then you didn't have the option in the previous game. I never remember to use fuse. <laughs> oh, I just so great though. I, say... I, I I use fuse to attach rocks to my sword so I could bash other rocks when I'm trying to like do something. <laughs> That's about it. But, like, I did accidentally, this playthrough, accidentally, like, fuse a ruby, which I would normally sell those. I fuse a ruby to my sword, and it, like, shoots fucking fire off my sword now. I was like, holy yep. shit. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe like if I looked into so, that more. 
So also be careful because there are some times where I, I, I've done it where I've like equipped like an extraordinary barrel and like, I guess it's like a spear. Like if you hit somebody with an extraordinary barrel sword, it's going to hit you too. Because <laughs> it's just too close in proximity. You know how you gotta like attach stuff to like your arrows when you're shooting them? Like I wanna attach a fire fruit or whatever. Bomb. I, Bomb I was in I was in the fire temple the other night and I was like trying to blow something up, so I was like trying to attach a bomb to my arrow and I kept dying and I couldn't figure out why I was dying. I'm like, who's shooting me? It was my fucking <laughs> bomb exploding immediately as I pulled it out. Oh, because it was hot. It's because right? it's hot. Yeah. I was like, I was like, who is shooting me? Someone is sliding me. Like I was freaking out. Like I died like six times, and then I was like, oh, that bomb is just exploding. The second I pull it out, and like fully taking out my life bar. Um, uh, it's fun. Again, like it's just it's. I, I have my big criticisms of, criticisms of it, but like I don't know, looking at it around uh, what was available to play right now versus I have this from last year. I was like, ah, I'll play this again. And, uh, yeah, I like it, but like sure. I wonder what Chris would would think about it. I really do. Um, maybe one day. I you I like the 3D Zeldas in general, but just not the newer ones, or do you just not like 3D Zelda? I can't remember where you're at on this. I, I like Wind Waker. Okay. okay. Like, that's that's it for 3D Zelda. I don't... You don't I like, like really... Ocarina and Majora's Mask? And... No. Um, wow. What was the... Twi- Twilight Princess? That one's okay. I didn't like the opening of that, but that one's fine. Skyward Sword, I don't love, but it's okay. That's the worst. Um and yeah, I I don't know. I give me a two D Zelda any day of the week and I'm kind I'm, of at I'm that. on board, but I want I want a new two D Zelda, like a fully like fully new two D Zelda as like a big game for Switch Two. I really do. But will we get that? I don't know. Um yeah, who knows? Who knows when Switch Two is coming? Coming. Uh, looks like the rumors now yeah. next year. So any time between now and it releases is when it's coming. Yeah. Just stay tuned. That's my insider info because that's how insiders work nowadays, right? You can say whatever. <laughs> Keep guessing till you get it right. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that how it works? Right? You just, yeah. just keep throwing out throwing out speculation. Eventually, you'll hit on it. Yeah. Um, I do want to try Tears of the Kingdom at some point. Uh, I have credit at this local game stop. Uh, it's not not. It's not a game stop. It is a. Uh, okay, a, I was just saying because I think I think credit at GameStop works for all GameStop. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, like, it's, like, it's, a, it's like a local like independent game store that I have some credit at, and uh, they didn't have a copy of it because I would have used it then, so I don't have to go back there, but. Um, they did not have one. They didn't have anything I wanted either. So, uh, at some point, I will will try it. I do have uh, Breath of the Wild in my Switch, and I played a half hour of it last week. But... Oh yeah, it's still like the thing that makes me question whether again, it's one. It's very similar to Breath of the Wild. I think it, there's things about it that are definitely better, 
But it's such an open world game that is about just like going out and fucking dicking around. That like I don't know because like, you always say that like you don't. Like I want that. some guidance on what I should be doing next, which is why like all these survival games like just do not hit for me. There's a I, little bit of an element of that to these new Zelda games. They're all about like resources and like can you live with what you find type thing and yeah like sometimes like and that's i don't mind having stuff to do in an open world and go find stuff but like i prefer like you know here's what you should be doing and then if you want to like run off the path and do stuff but i mean they kind of like it is like hey there's four temples you gotta hit like they tell you that very early on but it's like you won't be ready for them so like you kind of have to go play around you know is it a is it a little more straightforward than breath of the wild where it's just like um oh absolutely they're like clues and (laughs) yeah they tell you you. they, they will mark where the four temples are on your map that you have to go to but it's like Again, if you head straight to them, you're probably gonna be fucked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe at some point I'll get around to it. Uh, I did get around to finishing Final Fantasy 16. Um. Just in time for seven. Just in time for part seven. (laughs) Yes. Uh. So yeah, I finished 16. Uh. I think I've said this before. It has a great opening. And then, like, the second act starts, and it kind of, it lost me. Like, I actually stopped playing it for a little bit last year. I came back to it. It does pick up at the end of the second act, and I think that it has a pretty good ending. Um, it's probably, like, you know, right now, I'd probably say the top five like, core Final Fantasy game. Um, it is it is more of an action game than uh, you know traditional Final Fantasy RPG though. So, uh, I played the we talked previously that I played the Rebirth demo. They put out the second portion of the Rebirth demo, which is like the open world area. This demo is super short. Um, if you kind of just like go to the quest markers, it's over in fifteen minutes. But uh, it does give you a better idea of, you know, how big the area will be uh, going forward. And it, it all looks great, plays really well. There's like a big monsters that you can go hunt in the open world um, that are just out there to go do. So like that, all that stuff seems really cool. Your party is bigger. You can, you can swap them in and out on the fly, uh, which is neat. And actually they're, so you control three of the characters, but I was in this boss battle at the end of the demo, and the other two that are were with my party, they are com- they are contributing to the combat. You just don't have control over them. So that's kind of neat. Where everybody is fighting, um, they don't just disappear like in some RPGs. It's like, all right, well your party is here. <laughs> They've disappeared from the world until you pull them out of your pocket when you need them. Um, this, like, the world is is there. Everybody is fighting on the same map, and you, you see everything. It's kind of neat. Uh, and at playing Rebirth, I was like, I'm going to start a, a replay of 
7 remake. Um, because I got the free upgrade on PS5. Uh, I played it originally on 4. And that first chapter in 7 Remake is fantastic. Um, Tony, I know you were like, maybe I should play this game. Yeah. If if you have Remake and you don't like the first chapter of of 7 Remake, I would not get Rebirth. Okay. I think I think the first chapter of seven remake is like it is the that'll be a make or break. Like if you don't like what you're seeing here, you're probably not gonna like it because the, the combat does get more complicated and I think it gets better, but like it it gives you an awesome boss fight at the end of that first chapter and um it kind of shows you like how this game is played and that doesn't really change from what I saw from the rebirth demo um so if you, you don't like the beginning of remake which i know uh you know, our buddy walt said like he it didn't stick with him um i'm not sure that rebirth is going to be for him either then because just it's it, it is a a particular style of of gameplay um and it does an awesome job of showing you what that gameplay is and what this game is in the first chapter of, of seven remake. So and I think that comes out next Thursday. Uh the second one of that. Also, story wise, um, if you know the story of seven, they make some changes to it in remake at the end, which will change what's going on in rebirth. Um oh. So it is not. I'm trying to, like, say like the, oh, it's a remake trilogy. It is not. Seven remake is mostly a remake up until the ending, and then it basically says fuck all this. We're doing our own thing, and they they change the timeline. Um, they pay homage. Uh, homage. Keeps keep saying homage. Um. They they they're they're paying respect to the original game, but they're doing something new. And I think rebirth oh, is yeah, like rebirth is like this thing. Like, hey, we did what you wanted with seven remake. You got seventeen chapters that are pretty, you know, they're pretty true to what you got in the first game. Um, just you know, three D new gameplay style. Uh, but then chapter 18 is something completely different. And we're doing our own thing now with these characters in this world. Same concept, but like, think of it as like. Well, it's like you played through seven up to a point and then it yeah. like really deviates. And now they're like, guess what? It's yeah, fucking do- different now. Like, we're doing, we're doing our, our own, own thing. Game, like, yeah. So it's like you're still going to these places that you might know from the original game, but things are slightly different because of the events that happened in remake. I think it's neat. Like it's a neat way of approaching it and it makes this new trilogy, which is going to take 12, 15 years to, to finish. Um, it makes it its own thing, uh, which is, is kind of neat. So like if you're a fan of the original, it has a lot of stuff there for you, but this is also, it's perfect for people that never played it before. Cause you'll, you'll get everything you need from, Remake and Rebirth. Um, and finally, for me, uh, I downloaded the 14 
Final Fantasy fourteen uh beta on Xbox. Um and uh yeah, it doesn't work if you have it. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, but that is still so, such a weird Yeah. Wow, that is so weird. So it's not that it doesn't work, Tony. It's that and so originally I I think Earl I mentioned this before, might have problem doing it because like a decade ago I played 14 on the PlayStation. Um, and they said that like, if you have, if you have previously played final fantasy 14 and your accounts are linked, you won't be able to get in. It turns out that not only if you have your accounts linked, if you previously played it, if you are not creating a brand new square Enix account, you cannot do it so like you need, would need to create a brand new uh account to to try and play this and like i'm just not going through all of that's, that trouble that's too much work <laughs> to play a beta thank <laughs> um i'll just play it when it comes out uh so yeah if uh if you have ever created a square enix account for anything so that could be hitman it could be Anything that they've ever done, and you you put your email in and created an SE account, uh, you cannot play the 14 beta on Xbox. You have to you have to wait till it comes out officially. Uh, and finally, Tony, you uh, you got Helldivers two. I did. Hopefully. I have only so far played through the tutorial though, so um. But the game has a very like very specific sense of humor that I mm-hmm. really appreciate. It's it's all like rah rah, like it's tongue in cheek rah rah for. I, I don't even know who you're fighting for, but <laughs> humanity. humanity or whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you're all like the funny thing, like you're you're going through the tutorial and it's you know showing you how to move through the world and throw a grenade and you know dive to the ground and fire a gun and all all this stuff and and the guy who is like the general in charge is apparently running the tutorial is like telling you how you are the best recruit he's ever seen i've i've never seen somebody do this so well and it's just it's it and it's so over the top outrageous i just i'm laughing the entire time um you do get to see like the giant bugs you get to fight that's part of the tutorial um but uh i i I currently don't uh know a ton about the game like the reason i bought it today they finally released a patch because they've been having server issues yeah um they released a patch that kicks out people who have been leaving their game running to maintain uh, their spot in the server queue, um, so that nobody can get into the game unless you're doing that. <laughs> it's like they're kicking all the AFK people out. So I think I could have immediately gotten into a game after starting it. Like I think this may have fixed a lot of their issues, um, but I don't know. I I I need to play more. I I think the idea of a cooperative game where you're like fighting these giant things. And like calling down airstrikes from above and and that sort of thing could looks looks super super fun. So I am playing on PC. 
if you have a PC or PS5, uh, I will be playing with you. So it's uh, forty bucks, right? It's forty bucks. It's pretty cheap. And actually, the, one of the reasons I got it on a PC was because I could get it on Fanatical for thirty-three. So oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So it's very inexpensive. It's much less than Skull and Bones. So a better um, investment of your money. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear what you have to say once you get to play with real people. Um, yeah. I wonder if, like, you, you... Everything I've heard is, like, you really should be playing it with... with people, like, that you're communicating with. Yeah. Um, because there's friendly fire. Um, you could you could fuck up your teammates <laughs> if you're not communicating. Um... But you could fuck them up even if you are communicating, because like you know, if we were playing, I'd probably put a grenade in Walt's pocket or something. Yeah, Never. That's kind of what I want to go for is like that chaos, <laughs> not for yeah. Walt, but it's just just that controlled chaos of because yeah. I, I think Walt was the one who shared that trip of a the teammate where the guy throws that good thing down when the guy's there to get the enemy but throws him yes. off. He's like, yeah. I got no, yeah. Oh, and then he finishes him off after the fact. I'm like, okay, yes. That is kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll be interested to hear what you you play when if you play with some randoms. Um, maybe happens? at some point I'll get it. Uh, yeah, I, I it looks fun, and so I, I do. I wonder what the longevity on it will be. If there's more than just like, I hope there's like more maps than than what they're. You know, what I've seen, it all kind of looks like like the same rocky terrain, but with uh, those giant bugs, which look awesome. But... So keep us updated on that. Uh, Earl, did you play anything else besides uh, Crazy Poker? I think there was something else I was going to talk about, Ashley, but now I don't remember, so probably not that important. It's fine. Uh, Jeff, I mean, you, you played <laughs> Dragon Age and Tears of the Kingdom, so... Did Jeff go bye-bye? I think he muted himself. I, mean, I, was, I was just talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played all the new hot shit, man. You know you know how I am. Yeah? yeah. That Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. I mean, we all play the, the, the game of the week, right? Bluey. The Bluey no, game. no, I did not. I did not do I that. Did, I still need to download it, so you never know. Uh, your candidate right there. Anybody am... download uh, that that uh, Dead Island too? I did, yeah, yeah, I, did, I just it. did too. Let's, let's right. go. Yeah, let's let's let's. It is co-op, right? Like the first yeah, one. Actually, I guess it's I could, but I don't have a headset at the moment. Oh, someone okay. ate, someone ate it. How do you not have a headset? <laughs> someone oh ate God. it. Someone ate it. Someone ate it. Melissa spit out the headset. <laughs> That's who we're talking it's, about. Uh, right? No, a dog. My dog he eats everything. Um, but yeah, I did download it. I, might, I guess I don't know, man. I, I remember those games being, or the first one being like okay, fun enough, yeah. fun enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm really kind of, I'm really tempted to do that Bellatro game. Do it. I, I yeah. feel like that's in your warehouse. I don't usually go for like. Uh, you know, like 
uh, card games or whatever, like video games, but yeah. like it's poker. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's messing with poker, and so like I already have my footing there. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm, I might. All right. So next week we will maybe have some more Helldivers two. Maybe Jeff will play uh, some some funky poker. I'm gonna try out this game called Geometry Survivor. You guys hear about that one? Mm. No. It oh, is. That, that remind me. Sorry, apologies, real quick, because I no, was at a friend's house this weekend and they were showing off their Steam Deck. So when I got to try out the Steam Deck, which is always, I've I've seen it before. But it's the first time I actually used it. It's always bigger than I think it's gonna be. Uh, but um, Deep Rock Graphic Survivor, Survival, which is kind of like a vampire survivor take on Deep Rock Graphic. Yep. Uh, it's one player game, and I mean, yeah, it's vampire survivor. You go around. Uh, you create stuff, you kill stuff by walking. Um, the big, I guess the big difference here would be right now, it's Deep Rock Galactic, so it's only four classes, the gunner, the scout, whatever. And then two is like part of the environment is like as part of Deep Rock is you drill through the environment. So like you drill these environments so you can create paths and stuff for yourself that, you know, you can squeeze enemies or t- get out of a tight spot. But unlike Vampire Survivor, like Vampire Survivor, as far as I can tell, the map is infinite. Like it will continue going on. Um, like, I mean, there are borders and stuff, but it's like this one, there are places where the map will just stop. So you have to know, like, they have to like, not get yourself too cornered. But like, yes, um, it's an interesting game. I think I'd pick it up when it comes to consoles. I mean, I do like that Vampire Survivor stuff. Like you mentioned Survivor. I'm like, yes, I did play that as well. And the Steam Deck, which is nice, but I feel like it's too big. So, question for it. How I'm I'm getting a Steam Deck shortly. Uh, compared to a Wii U tablet, like how how much bigger is it than that? I would say it's probably maybe two or three inches bigger than. That. Oh, okay. That that is big. That's what right. I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I right. I don't know the exact specs, but I I mean I I feel like because I'm accustomed to the Switch, the Switch is a lot. A lot I mean, the Wii U in general is also like because there was something in it but the screen. Like it's he- and then it's like it's, it's it's not the size so much. It's like like when you held it, it's like how far apart your hands are. You mm. notice how wide it is. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. And and you know, going back to Geometry Survivor, it is exactly uh you know kind of what Earl just described with Deep Rock. It is a it is a vampire survivors type game, but geometry wars. Um, so it's a, uh, it's an auto shooter, but you are in like, you know, that geometry wars type design. Um, and so you're picking up different weapons, uh, and evidently they also evolve. I, 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 it's eight bucks. I was like, that seems pretty cool. I'm going to give it a shot. So, I might have that for next week. And I don't think I'll have Final Fantasy Rebirth. So I think that'll be about it. And yep, I don't think uh, right now there doesn't seem to be any announcements for next week, but who knows. And other than that, we'll be back next week. Jeff, say goodnight. Uh, Good night.